This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over Westside, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for Westside niggas, nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match, big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric recline. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's. Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, aka the Conspiracy Realist, aka the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, aka. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame. Three underscores, three one three. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA. High Chief, Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffner, the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's the Honorable Judge Boss Dame and his bitch all rise. Uh, welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode 349. Yeah. 48. It's 48? I thought we was going to leave you out. I thought we was going into next year and the first one was going to be 350. Uh, uh, you got to check the count. I'm pretty sure it's 348. I'm only no. wrong twice a year. Well, you're wrong that time. We did 348 last week. Right. 349. I'm only wrong twice a year, and we ending the year with my second one. <laughs> Shit. Um, on you hoes. On you hoes. Uh, What's up, niggas? How was your week? Yeah, I'm trying to think <laughs> of about what last week is. So Christmas happened be- before we dropped the last episode. It or did. after. How we was dropped the episode on Christmas Day. We recorded Christmas Eve. No, no, no. We were... No, the episode came out on was Christmas Sunday. Yeah, Christmas was Sunday, so it so came we were on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it yeah. came out on Christmas Eve. Yeah. All right. Well, how, how was your, how was your week? How was the Christmas thing? I ain't get shit. <laughs> I ain't get shit for Christmas. Not one motherfucking thing. You should have lied th- more times throughout the year. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have been a better person last year. You know, that's I don't good. give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. You, you ain't give me. Sh- you care? Stop lying. <laughs> yeah, no, because like I got a bunch of kids, so like Christmas is for the fucking kids. Like I, right. I buy shit for my babies. I'm happy about that they got shit for Christmas. Maybe I better buy some shit for daddy too. They, they kids though. My oldest twenty, he barely working. You know what I'm saying? Nigga ain't got no money. They ain't got no money. Uh, y'all better come with the the fucking makeshift Christmas ornaments or something. I'd rather not have shit. Like, I'm I'm just going to be straight up. I'm not one of them parents that want that bullshit you make in school. <laughs> I don't. I don't want the macaroni plate for, for Father's Day. Tell your mama <laughs> to buy me some shit. That's the least she could do for me allowing her to have you. That's the least she could do. Yeah, that sounds Tell cool. your mama... <laughs> To open up her purse and buy me some shit. Wow. Ungrateful. Sounds great, Dad. That's why you didn't get <laughs> shit this year. <laughs> but next year is going to be different because next year I'm going to find my wife. Okay. I'm going to get married. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be different. Yeah. 
But let me just tell you something. If you didn't buy me shit, I don't know what you thought we was, but we ain't shit no more. <laughs> we not that. <laughs> we ain't shit no more. I mean, that's a pretty good indicator of what you... Well, or it could be somebody could be financially having hardships. You know, I talked about somebody that owed me some money last year. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it alone. Hold on. Hold on. Ahead, it's, a, it's a conclusion to it. All right. It's been an ongoing saga of somebody whose name I won't mention. Yeah. That owes me money. Yeah. And have been, I won't say bullshit me on my money because I know what's going on, but I don't get no fuck. They owe me money. But this week, you know, the Lord opened up a little cloud from heaven and they was like, hey, your money, <laughs> there was something I, I was I needed to pay for. And they was like, instead of you paying for it, since I owe you money, I will pay for it. Which I, mm-hmm. which I thought was a noble gesture, but I'm just gonna be an asshole for a minute. You don't owe me money and then tell me how you're gonna repay me my money. Did you give, accept it? Give me my fucking cash. <laughs> Did you accept it? <laughs> I just took the high road dog. because I I realized like, you know, it's probably take a lot of humble to come to a nigga like me <laughs> and ask me for help. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not a, I'm not an easy motherfucker to deal with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it probably take a lot of humble for somebody to ask. Like this person in particular asked me for two huge favors, and both I could have like shit it on. And I probably did. and when they asked me for it, my initial reaction was like, "Fuck you up against the wall." In the ass. Like, I was not going for it. I was not being nice well, about... When was that time somebody gave you a hug, dog? <laughs> you want you want a belly-to-belly, nigga? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not trying to go belly-to-belly, dog. You need a hug, man. I think justice is aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> you need a hug, man. I'm going to church on... Uh, I'm going to church tomorrow for New Year's because I need to talk to the Lord and bring my 23 in. Way different than I was living in 22. Jordan year. I, yeah. made, I, didn't, I didn't make it up, but that literally just popped in my head. Yeah, I'm going to church, and then I'm going to shoot my gun in the backyard like a real nigga. I got some, I got some range rounds that I'm just going to let off. All right. You know, I ain't going to waste them. You living in this. <laughs> you live in Detroit. You can't really waste a lot of bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah But man. I paid $9 for 50 rounds for the yeah, range. Yeah, I, so I, mean. I wouldn't even shoot that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> that may be dangerous. Uh, Christmas was cool. You feel me? What'd you get? Um, I got a, I got a gift. It was nice. Care to share? Uh, you can see it when you leave out of here. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, I wasn't an asshole all year. Somebody showed favor upon me. Um, That's good for you. Yeah, I really, I, I really like that for you, my nigga. I like that for you. Uh, but you know, Christmas cool, Christmas breakfast, the whole nine yards. You didn't invite me over. Uh, you know, I got a, it's an open invitation, man. I like you to be invited play. to places. Like, I want you to specifically be like, Dane, it's Christmas brunch. I'd like to see you, and then I'd show up. <laughs> Dad, I want you to come to Christmas breakfast next year, dog. I'll be there. <laughs> Pull up. I'll be sure. there. Next year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> once a year. You feel me? Is there is there like a dress code? No, nigga, we we in a we be in the crib. Like, okay, I, I mean, if I show up in my robe and my pajamas, it's I not gonna be no. You're not upon. coming to my house with pajamas on. Ain't no picture taken. Like, I wanna, I wanna be a part of the Johnson family. No, man, ain't no. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> not coming up in this motherfucker with a robe on. You know what I'm saying? I'll be there. One nigga in the house got a robe on. It's gonna be me if if I got a robe on. I'll be there. But uh, everything was cool, man. But look, we got a guest. We got a guest in the building. Returning guest, friend of the show. Absolutely. Uh, we bring. I know in. he bought new music with him. 
I know he bought some music with him. Yeah, I got I got a sentence. No, no not not right this second. Uh, like we we'll get it. We'll get it. But yeah, I just yeah. I'm just saying, I know you bought it with you. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, man. What up though, man? It's your boy Chaz representing 3269. As always, Mason made in the building. Good to see you, fam. Man, good man, to see good you. To be Surprised here with the fuck brothers, out of me man. when he came in the, when he came in the studio. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, was, we was talking and shit. I, I I saw you come in and shit. Right, I seen. I seen we made that eye contact. Uh how was your Christmas, man? How was the Bless. holiday? Bless, man. Like Everything went exactly, you know, how it needed to go for me, you know, personally. Like, woke up, went to service, you know what I'm saying? Service was very helpful, you know, fellowship, gave, served, did all that good stuff. Mm. And um, after that, you know, we uh, end up at mom's crib. You feel me? Cooking was outstanding. Mm. Amen. You know what I'm saying? By the time I got there, I was at the... The perfect peak of blow, <laughs> you know like just right, you know what I'm saying. And then it was kind of like a little, you know, it was a little lateness on the food, but you know they say patience is key. So, what time did food get served at your mama? What time did we eat? About five thirty. Now was this breakfast? Like five thirty. Was it brunch or was this dinner? Huh? I was like dinner. Oh well, you know, it's you know, really. Yeah, it's like really in black households, when it's a holiday day, you only gonna get one meal for certain. Man, if it's dinner, that's all you getting. And, and when, I don't eat in the morning, like on Thanksgiving and shit. Like I don't eat in the morning. Like I know I'm gonna I'm leave enough room. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna smash this shit for the next two and a half to three days. I can't. It eat. was worth it though. I, I, ate, I had me about three plates, and then I just end up passing out everywhere. Talking about the perfect sleep. Mm. You know, that surrounded I, by nothing but love and that comfort. You that Ida sleep is perfect, especially on a holiday. Now, yeah. I made I made Christmas dinner myself because I thought my kids was going to, like, stay for a long time and be hungry and shit because yeah. that's what the fuck kids do. So I got up early. I made corn. I, I did, like, a corned beef. I bought it the that's what's up. day before. I found this recipe like how my mama used to make it. it had a little like brown sugar glaze on it. I'm uh, thinking I did this shit. Like this corned beef was impeccable. Let the bitch yeah, yeah. slow cook for like four hours. Motherfucker falling apart. Them kids ain't eat a motherfucking thing. Not one sandwich or plate was made. <laughs> they was there when the food was cooking? The food was done when they showed up. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, oh, what you that had plate? with it? <laughs> now, I made it some. was just the corned beef. No, no, no. I made, a com- I made a complete meal. I'm going to say, like. I, I made a complete meal. It was like corned beef. It was some mashed potatoes, <laughs> little cabbage, cornbread. Them kids ain't touch shit. Nigga, I ate corned Wait beef for four fucking days. <laughs> four pounds of corned beef. I chiseled at that bitch that every look. fucking day. That it was look. sandwiches, egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> now I can already tell You don't really cook like Like you don't cook on a regular I do You do? For me Like for me basically. The kids ain't trusted But nah. you don't like just cook meals You know what I'm saying Like when you cook That's something big That's like Yeah yeah I You don't, feel me Cause I mean for the most part Like it's just me Cause just truthfully speaking That's a weak ass Christmas meal But I, I know in that. your sense I take that I know in your sense though That's a lot you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's a lot. But the family I come from, that's the Thursday night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like, get you. Yeah, I get it. Mashed potatoes on Christmas. No. Nah, you now, know what I'm saying? Now, now, what I'm saying, that's, that's, now I know they went to their grandma's house and my, my ex-wife, her mother, if, my ex-wife got like four sisters. Right. So between her and her sisters and my mother-in-law, 
I know grandma's house was banged out. You know what I'm saying? It's turkey, ham. It's all. You know what I'm saying? All like, the shit is at grandma's house. Yeah, like it's a like if it ain't a feast. You know what I'm saying? It's like. That's the whole purpose of the holidays. My shit was just Sunday dinner. Yeah, you feel it was me? just Sunday dinner. Like yeah. it was just dinner. But I think that they should have got a plate though. You know, all they wanted was gifts. I think they should have got a plate. Like out of respect. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For, for the time that you put you gotta, in. You, yeah, you gonna You know, I think they yeah, I think they should have got a plate. You know, but I'm, if they was thinking in the back of their mind, like, man, some weak ass Christmas shit. I feel why they thought that. But Do kids eat corned beef? Cause we can fuck some corned beef. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if kids know about the corned beef. beef Was probably more for me. Yeah, Yeah, like Like that (laughs) meal was probably tailor made for me. That nigga made children. That nigga, he uh, food, he uh, meal prepped for the whole week. Yeah, like you, you you know, like some oxtails or something with that. I famously have said I don't eat leftovers. Like I don't fuck with leftovers. Eating that shit for three days. When I seen that, when I seen all that corned beef, I said, "Shit, this shit ain't gonna go to waste." Corned beef. Cash, <laughs> What's so I was funny? dicing that shit all type of way. First time this nigga told me this shit, it had to be like 05 or some shit. Never in my life heard that shit, right? Because I'm like, right. nigga, who don't eat leftovers? You know right. what I'm saying? I had to go ask his wife at the time because y'all they were still. Because I'm like, hey, wh- wh- what's this thing about? I'm not eating leftovers, and she like confirmed. I'm like, what the fuck? Spaghetti tastes better the next day. Right. Like, no. like all the food tastes better the next day. Mac and cheese. I'm just, yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna say it. I feel like leftovers are beneath me. You eat shrimp. I, how when you ate it the first day? It's because the same food. Listen, <laughs> li- just listen to my theory, Chaz, because I see the judgment in your face. <laughs> Is that it's used? You understand? Like people, done, but you used it. The kids used it. People done picked over it, and I now I don't want it anymore because it's used food. I get it's it not, if you was talking about. Food. I get it if you was talking about leftovers from Golden Corral, <laughs> but you're talking about leftovers that was cooked in your house that you probably that made you, the plate yeah. for the kids. How was that beneath you? And it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been picked over. My nigga is not by no you. More. But like, all right, listen. So what if you and the people you love? What if that share you, your blood. What if you don't get your plate first? Is that used because it's been picked over? Well, name me a scenario where I wouldn't get my plate first. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I, mean, I don't even know this language that you speak of. When saying. I go over other people's houses, <laughs> if you're not married, if if there's not a married, like a married couple, or like like say if I if I go over some woman's house. Yeah. Like is there is there a man in the house? Oh no, it's me. <laughs> Go get the fucking plate. <laughs> Go get the motherfucking plate. And the second thing is, I'm not eating off the stove. Like if I go over somebody else's what house, what you mean? Yeah. That the plate needs to be plated and and put in front of me. I'm not eating. All, I'm not going in the stove. I'm not going in the kitchen. Going on the stove and fixing my own fucking plate. But what if she fixes off the stove? That's fine because That's how all food get fixed. No, no, just, like, just, but but when I get it, it's plated. It's in front of me. Let me I don't want to go through the process of plating it myself. I get that. I understand that. But at home, after you made that corned beef, you plated that shit yourself right over the stove. That's so different. it's not beneath you. <laughs> like if I go, because I made it for me. I made it for my family. But if I go somewhere else to eat. Like nah, bring bring me like is like if I go to J. Alexander, I don't go in the back and get my fucking steak. <laughs> the little the young lady bring the shit out. It's plated. It looked beautiful. It's That's the presentation. You also paid them for that shit. I want the experience, my nigga. I don't you give can't a fuck. Go who back I'm. in the restaurant. 
I want the experience. I, if I could pick up my food a different way, I would definitely go pick that shit up. Nah, man. I need the magic. Give me the presentation. Clean the plate off. Plate that shit the proper way. You ever been to Black Rock? Nah, I ain't never fuck with it because like I it. don't want to make my own yeah, fucking I'm about food. To say, you probably wouldn't like it. First time I went there, I was like, yo, what the fuck is this shit? I like, I'm like, oh, I got to pay y'all this and make the food? No, nope, I don't want to do all that. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't want to make my own food. See, the thing, I, I, I used to go there a lot. Like, it was actually a cool little spot. But after a while, I'm like, that shit was ruining too many outfits. Like, all that smoke in that motherfucker, that shit get all in your clothes. Yeah. Like I was coming out smelling like a T-bone for three days <laughs> off that bitch, dog. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that type of shit don't entice me, though. Like, as soon as you walk in, it's like smoked out. Sizzling. You feel sizzling everywhere. Sizzling flesh. And you I got, got you to took two hours to get ready and shit. Cause females come in that bitch start study. Niggas come in there with they minks and you know what I'm saying? All they jewels and all that. And it just be a steam steakhouse. Man, um So this year, uh so Christmas great, right? Christmas right. great with the whole nine yards. Uh since my mom passed, she will always Christmas dinner, everybody went to their own families and did their own shit. You know right. what I'm saying? So we ain't really had like Christmas dinner. My dad, he didn't remarry, so he be with the other folks. And I'm like, you know, I don't really want to be around my family, of course, but like I just go to the crib because by the time uh, I hang out all night on New Year's, Christmas Eve, I play Uno to like four o'clock in the morning. And shit. I may have slept two hours, maybe. Okay. Uh, did breakfast. We stay brunch. It's like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm about to go home and relax, watch some TV, watch some games and shit. But you know what I did on my fucking Christmas, dog? Because wasn't nothing open. I went to the fucking movies, got a large popcorn and a slushie, and then went to the fuck home. Like okay. I literally went to the movies for, cause I was about to watch some shit at the crib. You didn't watch a movie? No, I just went for the popcorn. I pick. I got my fucking popcorn. Have I, I ever mean, talked to you about movie theater popcorn? This is you basically yes. paid the same price as going to pick up some it food. Was, you know, it's ten minutes away from the crib, and it's just. I know me, which AMC you go to. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or Imagine you go to rather. No, not Imagine. But listen, uh, long story short, I I got all that motherfucking shit because they got. I mean, the butter in that motherfucker is great. All that, shit. and <laughs> I right. went to the crib and watched some movies, watched TV, watched some fucking games. Even some movie theater popcorn, and, and that's how I ended up. Had an night. experience, man. I love it. <laughs> I'm up every time I get a day off. I go to the movies and watch a movie. I want all my niggas to stop eating movie theater popcorn. It was they 25 probably, years. That's it. Good. They might make it a little bit differently now, but I can tell you some terrible things about a young, a young boss dame making movie theater popcorn. I just say that this. people turn a blind eye. Oh, you used to work it, in a movie theater? Absolutely. If everybody told. The secrets about where everybody work at with yeah, nobody eat nowhere. Nobody except, go nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Movie theater popcorn and the chili at Wendy's. I would just advise people not to eat those two things. I don't. I ain't never been chili. no chili outside person. No, but that motherfucking popcorn but is that fire. Popcorn, and though, I'm, I got to stick with. Yeah. That okay. shit cost you twenty dollars for a popcorn and a fucking uh, slushy and shit. And they That's let like you get the dollars. flavors in that bitch now. Yeah, I mean, I know that shit is expensive. When I take my kids to the movies, I'll be like, "Yeah, damn, y'all." Low key, cause I go, I'm on an off day. You know, we and Aunt do the movie reviews and shit like that. So I go watch a movie once or twice a week and shit. Matinee, uh, it'd be eight bucks. Then they give you a five dollar coupon. So the ne- it's basically I'm paying three dollars every time I go. Cause it's not a bad deal. You know what I'm saying? Man, I was uh, spending like sixty dollars in food. But every the time. food is what caught. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it'd be the food. Easy. And I'm not a cheap date by myself. 
I mean, pizza, chicken strips. Br- so look, I try and always get the kids yeah, whatever man. it is they want because I don't want them to fuck with my shit. Yeah. But my daughter. So oh, shout out to my baby girls. They're both their birthdays were this week, and mm. they're expensive as fuck. Twenty sixth and the twenty ninth. Their birthdays were both this week. Daddy loves you. I know my oldest daughter will pop in every now and again, but she thinks that me podcasting is the most boringest shit in the world. <laughs> Why would anybody want to listen to her father talk <laughs> for two hours? I try, I try to explain it to her like it's really a big deal. She was like, this got to be the, like the dumbest shit I do on a Friday in her opinion. But fuck her because <laughs> well, she, you know. she don't know no better. But that's my baby and I love her. Yeah. But anyway, when I take my I took last time we went to the movies, we saw Black Panther. I made sure all the kids had everything that they wanted so they didn't fuck with me. So my, my baby girl, she she daddy's girl. Like, they all are. Real. No, my oldest girl didn't go because she was like, I don't like the Marvel movies. I ain't going. Lame. But my baby girl went. She sat next to me. And I made sure she had what she wanted so she didn't fuck with my food. But it ain't hers. Your food tastes better than hers. So, look, I'm sitting there eating, and I see a small hand <laughs> reaching <laughs> reach to my nachos. And I'm like, baby, but I got you what you wanted, so you want to fuck with daddies. She looked me square in my eye in the middle of the movie. She said, we got nachos. <laughs> <laughs> At least the women get it honest. You feel me? They get it honest. So I guess, and she do something nasty. Oh. She, she do something real nasty that I don't like. She double dipping? I mean that's just kid shit. Like I just you know the term double dip came from Seinfeld. He was the first it's person. Your daughter ever. Though. Yes, I mean that's that shit I just deal with. But she liked to dip her popcorn in the nacho cheese. Yeah, I me do too. That too. Yeah, I don't like I do that, that shit too. because she got that popcorn salt in the cheese. Oh, that and now, the cheese fire. Right, that makes that shit flavors. extra fucking salty, and I don't like it that way. Man. You eat ramen noodles. You be all right. I don't eat ramen noodles. Master P noodles. You see the sodium content in them bitches. Master P, been trying nigga, to I'm hanging on a life. I can't fuck with Master P. Say Master P noodles. That nigga been trying to kill us for years. That nigga trying to kill us with crack. Then with the music, now he trying to. You know, you know what? That's the ice cream, man. You know what's you know what's shitting on the Master P noodles in terms. Of sodium, they got flaming hot mac and cheese, like yeah. the little mac and cheese pack. They got flaming hot Mountain Dew. Oh, let me get this shit straight. So the and you had flaming hot Doritos last so, week. So they so can the tell the truth. Don't go. These niggas made me eat a, a flaming hot chip because I told them niggas I ain't never in my life ate anything that started with the words flaming hot because I thought that shit was. So you never had the Cheetos. No, I'm not eating that shit. It's a bag in there if anybody wants some. Though. I take it. You know what I'm saying? I take them bitches right along with me. I ate a chip and they took a picture of me eating the chip and they posted it. Niggas was like, oh, it was one chip. It was one chip. James First of all, James bought like yeah. four bags so of flaming like, hot shit. I couldn't be like, nigga, I ain't none of that shit. But you know what I'm saying? So I partake. But you know, y'all in the, uh, them little, them two red fingers can get the fuck on. I'm never going to be running around here with them two red fingers. I used to hate that shit when I was young. Look, man. I seen a meme when, tell somebody, you, when somebody was like, they went, the Cheeto factory had a meeting, and somebody was like, make them bitches <laughs> hot. And nigga, that was some genius shit. Nah, man. I mean, they nah, made them bitches hot. hot for sure, but they ain't use no spice, nigga. That's something different, man. That shit get your heart and adrenaline going and shit, dog. Now, better made red hot. 
Oh, I'm on that. Oh, that's different. Oh, that's yeah, different. that's different. That's, that's, a Detroit, that's like a Detroit staple. Had some bitches for breakfast this morning. Did you eat a pickle with it? I'm a sucker. I'm no. a sucker for a better man. Orange juice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the gas station. Stomach to doing work. the Y2C at work <laughs> all day. Flame hot. Yeah, I'm a, stu- I'm a sucker for better maids. All of yeah. them. Like, it don't even matter what flavor. Sweet bar, sweet honey barbecue. We got a fair. I got a. Ruffles and the plain. I get a the, the better made or the Fago uh, sponsorship in this motherfucker, dog. Because yo, I'm your number one fan. I love Fago. I know. I didn't. I didn't did like three videos now where I didn't walked in the gas station and bought a moon miss and man moon and, uh, used to be so better fine. made chips. So yeah, I know get, I didn't gave him a couple. Pushes. Give me some ice cold rock and ride or Fago orange and I'm straight. Man, y'all think uh shout out to Fago, shout out to Fago, shout out to Fago. Yeah, <laughs> y'all think this shit tastes the same? I feel like they kind of moon miss ain't never lost it. I feel like they kind of switched the switched the recipe or something. I don't. Probably on a couple, but Moon Miss ain't never lost. Love Moon Miss, dog. Moon Miss, Rock and Rye, and Orange ain't never like. Now I'm up. particular on Orange out the can instead of out the bottle. Yeah. Out the can got a whole different bite to Yo, it. Why that shit be like that? Like the 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 uh, the the Hawaiian Punch out the can is killing any other Hawaiian Punch ever. That shit suck. Out the can. Dog, the fucking uh, no, get that shit in that big ass jug. That's that, that shit, shit is fire. No. But out the can, I drink the orange Hawaiian punch out the jug. Yeah, because that shit fire for sure. Uh, but like when you the the ice cream truck roll down the street and you get that motherfucker can, that bitch be halfway slushy. You know what I'm saying? Uh Be real ice. Oh, that shit different. You know, I'm gonna put y'all up on another pop. Uh, you don't see it a lot here. You might catch it at Myers or or Walmart. Knee high peach pop. Shit is shitting on Fago peach. Whoa, relax. Fago, <laughs> yo, Fago peach is amazing. It's okay, knee high peach. It, what they from Japan or something? I seen the Chinese. I used to date hey, a girl. I used to date a girl that was from Georgia. That's me. Oh. I, used I, was to, like, I don't. I don't think all of them hit. Like, it's definitely some weird shit going on. With like, I remember when everybody was going crazy when that fireworks shit first came. I didn't want nothing to do with morning mist. Yeah, morning I do. Miss. What morning, color was that? I do. It was like a reddish. Peaches looking color, but it was like Born the first like did tour from movement. Man, that was my motherfucking shit. Then they made they did a couple other these little they did like a honeydew mist cotton and candy. Shit. But that motherfucking morning mist, they woo! were going crazy over that. Yeah, my kids was fucking with that. Cotton I remember candy. when they first dropped the the strawberry kiwi fago. I was addicted to them bitches for like six months. Shit was good. Shit what? Good. They changed the game on me with that one. Oh yeah, here they go. That morning mist, nigga. Them motherfuckers. That shit was great, nigga. Oh, uh, oh, what was? What nah, it was like sixty forty or something. <laughs> Let me see. Let me get the uh, a good. Oh, wasn't that the first name or the second name or something? I may have switched that shit to just to the sixty forty or seventy thirty or something. Yeah. It was what? Sixty forty. Sixty forty. My neighbor used to date. My old neighbor used to date a nigga that worked at Fago, and like while he was trying to get in good with her, he would just like bring her cases of Fago, and she's like, "I don't drink this shit." She just always <laughs> called me like, "Hey, come down the block and get like three cases of Fago." I'm like, "I'm, I'm there, man." Hey, y'all remember these motherfucking them, them forty five cent glass bottles and shit? Yeah, dog? I'm too young. Man. For that. Man, them 45 cent glass bottles of fucking Fago was amazing, nigga. 45 cent? That thick ass glass? I drank my first glass of Coca Cola in Atlanta. Mm, That's the birthplace, ain't it? 
And so. that's where the factory is. And the only, that's the only place I ever drunk a glass cup of cola. I had to think about it. And I ain't go to Atlanta until I was, um, what, 20? Uh, cream soda used to be, the cream soda don't taste the same, but that cream soda used to be fucking fire. Yeah. And pineapple, they had some pineapple. Man, shit. Fago, throw us some money. I want to be sponsored next year by all Detroit brands. Yeah. Fago, fucking Better Made, Carhartt, throw us some deals. Carhartt from Detroit? Yeah, they, they, they factories is, excuse me, one of the factories is downtown. Uh, and then they got their corporate headquarters is in Dearborn. I never knew that shit, but since they fucking with Pharaoh, I'm uh, I'm fucking with it too. So. Yeah, send us some send us some boxes of flannels, <laughs> some some flannels and a flannels. Send us, send us a couple flannels and some and some hoodies. I did it. Nigga, I wear them bitches and a, a jacket or two. <laughs> I did a family shoot for D. Rick, and they was you know him and the kids was all Carhartt out and everything. D. Rick had the whole studio session going on tonight. Wish I could have made it through. Yeah. We we working too. But shout out to the homie Rick. I think it be spin. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the um. The freestyle he did where he in front of the, the fire. Yeah, yeah the fire in the field station. joint. That's a good look. Man, that in yeah. the field shit came out of nowhere. That Man, shit looked great, crazy, too. He went crazy on that bit. Yeah. Yeah, that shit crazy. Um, in any event, uh, yo, it's been a wild week this week, man. Before you came in, Chaz, we was talking about uh, Detroit and, like, I mean, everybody proud to be from here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I love my neighborhood. I love my city. The whole nine. It's just like the Detroit pride is just like it's built in. But man, some of this wild shit that's going on, man, I'll be feeling like sometimes like this is a fucking hellhole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's dangerous. Like it is. It is what you. It is what you allow it to be. Man, that this case. That's from, that's like the tricky part about the D. This like you could you could be in Detroit and have peace and order, but it take discipline. You know what I'm saying? It take discipline, and at the same time, it take rejection too. You know what I'm saying? But that's the you know motherfuckers be wanting to make everybody happy or not look like this or like that. It it it'll trick you. You got to move through Detroit with with a certain level of discernment. Yeah, I'm saying like your antennas got to be up at all times, and you really got to know where and when to move in certain places. And I think if you're not from here, sometimes that gets a little like it gets a little tricky. Even when you from here, you know what I'm saying. What I'm really speaking about is the young lady who lost her life. Uh, right there on Grand River and Outer Drive. I know that liquor store. I've been. You know that was saying? when I lived up over there. I used to always go there. It's coming out the car. She co- grab grabs some snacks from the store. It get dark late, so it's not even early, late. Really, you know what I'm saying? Early. It get dark early, but it's not even late. It's not like I'm out here midnight or some shit. She's going to a car, and then you see a nigga walk up. He 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 shoots and kills her and steals the vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Like. Now this person is a, a respiratory specialist. She ended up the ambulance took her to the hospital that she work at, and that's where they pronounce her dead at. It's crazy. You know, that's what I'm terrible. Saying? Husband, I mean, she got a husband, children, like the whole nine yards. Just a wreck. I'm just going to my like. This is on. This is a major street. Yeah. Like West Outer Drive and Grand River. That's not like. It's a nicer area of the city, actually. Close That's, to the Rosedale Park. Yeah, it's right there, right next to the Eli's that donut spot. Yeah, it's right across the street from the donuts place. Right there next to Detroit Vegan Soul, where it's like, nigga, this is Rosedale Park. That don't mean that you safe because right. you in Rose, but like, fam, this is a giant corner, giant store, 
literally on the corner and they got the you know the the, the footage or whatever they, they didn't show it but it's like yo well lit car parked damn near next to the door like god she damn. did anything right then you know christmas eve video uh a girl walking through an alley a van pull up nigga get out Rough her up and throw her in the van and pull off with they her in the van. Yeah, 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 I saw the. He ended up getting arrested. But, or I, some but shit. like when you hear like on that video, you can like kind of hear them talking to each other. It didn't sound like an abduction. It sounded like you know it was legitimately an abduction though. It was an abduction. It was like a nigga getting mad at his girl. Like get yeah, your dumb ass, ass in the car. car. Nigga rammed her head into the side of the vehicle and then literally tossed her inside I'm not, of the I mean, He rammed her head in the more than that, most likely. Not, yeah, and but, I'm not saying that shit is right, but yeah. like that interaction wasn't just like a rando, like a. But whether you random or were you not, the fuck is Why you think she was walking? Shit, she knew that. Probably getting away from coming. from that motherfucker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like she knew, she knew what was next. She knew whatever. whatever she knew what type of crazy ass yeah. nigga she got. Whatever transpired that night, she she tried to get away from it. And shit, it's over. This is fucking crazy, dog. Like I think there, they must be. It's gonna have to be a new task force just to look at ring camera footage and shit. <laughs> Gosh, to be. It's I, so many motherfucking crimes that I, I see I every under, day on them fucking cameras. I don't nigga. understand why niggas still commit crimes like that. Cause like everybody got a camera. Either they got a ring camera or they watching from their phone. Like ain't no ain't no such thing as like oh I'm gonna break in this house and ain't nobody gonna see. Like somebody got a ring camera. Somebody seeing your ass walking up or circling the block. Something niggas see that shit. I read somewhere they said like you are on camera like fifty six times a day. Like everybody. All this technology, hell yeah! Like this, these cameras right here, dog. Yeah. I mean, know, they, shit. they they that showed us, right there. yeah, they showed us an enemy of the state. All this For shit, sure. hack, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They showed us that years ago. Like all oh, this shit could be hacked at any given time, any given moment. Such you know what I'm saying? But it's, I mean, like I say, with the mixture of just the programming of the mind frame nowadays, mixed with the drugs, mixed with you know what. What they're what what how can I say it? What society is teaching, um, what society is teaching the world from what is real and what is not and what's yeah. acceptable and what's not. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just the times we live in, man. Like world crazy as yeah, fuck, right? You know now. what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. I don't I don't have no answer and no explanation for it. I just apply my life and just try to you know what I'm saying. And it's going to get worse. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's been said since the beginning of time. Like, times was never made to get better. That's why you need to get your shit together. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And That's some whole bar yeah, right there. You feel me? Like, time was like, you know, I'm a spiritual person. So, you know what I'm saying? The book of Revelations never said that times was going to get easier. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, at the end of the day, it's about you being entwined with yourself mm. and not this world. If you follow in the world, then you're gonna switch up every day, damn near. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But once you get in tune with who you are, what works for you, how you live your life, your purpose, you know what I'm saying? It helps you focus on more of that instead of you feel me being programmed to be like, you know, we live in the good life and the good life is going to the club six days out the week. Mm. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I just if it's like uh for like, whatever reason, don't nobody want to work. Yeah, right. Like that's 
Like not to cut you off or nothing You know what I'm saying But like I just dropped a new video You know what I'm saying Called Where I Wanna Be And like With the with the concept of the video I wanted to go different And showing the everyday working man You know what I'm saying Cause I feel like it's more of them Than the actual You know Rapping nigga that's balling Yeah You feel me 350 days out the week Like niggas got bills Niggas got Baby mamas and child support and, you know, it's actually cats out there that's actually trying to do right. It's just a simple fact of, you know, every everybody ain't dealt a good hand. People shit so on I the work. To, yeah, I wanted to, like, show that and, like, showcase them on that, like. Where you was, like, in a mechanic. Yeah. Yep. You know, people shit on the working man so hard, like, it's shameful to have a nine to saying? five. Yeah. Like, but, like, like, people will m- try to roast you for literally Making money, yeah. The right, the the. I ain't gonna say the right way because I ain't gonna say that your way is wrong and mine's is right no, or whatever. Is objectively but, wrong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like they these motherfuckers are really try to make it seem like having jobs and being able to just pay your bills and live life off having a regular job is lame. Like, when, when I look at shit on social media where women be like, oh, I need a nigga that make at least six figures in order to maintain me and my lifestyle, like. I think <laughs> I think a lot of it social media done fucked up our heads. We looked at we look at certain shit and think like that's how you have to maintain. I'm not sure what the comedian was that said that shit, but he was like, if I gotta scam to date a bitch, I'm not gonna date her. Like I'm not I'm it's not gonna crazy, scam to date. That you. means you got a scammer for life. You got to. You know what I'm saying? Like however you start, like me, my 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 personal opinion is like shit, I'd rather you see the worst of me at first than to see the best of me. Yeah. Because at least I'm starting down and going up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of up and then as time progress, you start to see laziness and that's declining. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the whole purpose is to get better as time go. So I'd rather just expose my worst shit at first than. I don't like me and Jay don't lie about that shit at all. Prince and shit. So listen to this. The average household income in the United States as of 2021, uh, the median Annual wage for individual workers twenty two dollars per hour. With that, the average salary was fifty eight thousand two hundred and sixty dollars a year. The the regular person going to work every day make fifty eight thousand dollars a year, and that's in the state. I mean, that's in the world. If you break that down by Michigan, that number get even lower. I mean, the median income in Michigan is twenty thousand dollars a year. Like I don't know where all the ballers at. I mean, in Detroit, I'm sorry, um, Michigan. I think the the median average is around fifty six dollars. It's it's roughly the same shit. Uh, but hey, somebody be lying. They scamming. I seen a you post got a Navy on, Federal account. Man, I post. <laughs> I saw a post on Facebook earlier today, and um, it was like six thousand shares and shit. And it was a legitimate question. He was like, man, how y'all be affording fifteen hundred dollar rent? I guess the guy was like twenty two years old. And then, like, the comments was, the comment section was, like, half of them, like, man, we ain't got no choice. We're going to get kicked out. Other half was, like, yours only $1,500. It's 2800 over here. And then some people, are you stupid? I only pay 600 But depending on where they was living at and what side of the country was. Man, it's different situations for different folks, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I lived in L.A., and never physically paid not one bill, but I stayed in all the top notch spots due to the school that I was going to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't have no um no dorms and none of that. They put us in regular public housing. 
But I'm in like in LA, I was in Playa Vista. This is where they, you know, this is where superstars come to rent out condos and where they when they when they shoot mansion movies and all that type of stuff, yeah. this is where they come do all that at. So the apartments that I got is literally like right down the street from Fox Hills Mall. So you can just imagine the view and the you know what I'm saying? Fire beautiful. Yeah, you feel me? But that came out of at the time I ain't know nothing about loans. I just I just signed what they told me to sign. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't know you was paying for it. Yeah, I ain't know. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know. Like I had to take out like ten thousand a semester mm. to, to for just for housing alone. But like physically, I never paid a bill. I ain't know nothing about what you was you know doing in Cali. You said you were school. Yep, I went to school at uh, AIU. I was uh, enrolled in the media production. I called myself like wanting to. Um, at least I thought at the time I wanted to learn more about engineering and recording and stuff. When really, I just loved the free studio. Mm. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So this was, was before you was rapping, though? No, nah, this is... Uh, I started rapping at 12. Mm. So this was really me on some, like, trying to take a, you know, take a chance and get out the city and actually yeah. do it. So, like, when I went to L.A., I went, like, with ambitions, like, how... Because I remember the story of hearing about M. Like, this where he came and got his big break. And, you know what I'm saying? So my whole thing was just... Go out there and make music rap. Somebody gonna, you know, if I do it right, I'm Somebody gonna come gonna across. Yeah, me. you feel me? I'm gonna come across. And like the school that I went to was like literally built. It was like an industry by itself. Like everything that you need in the industry, I had in my school. Mm. As far as producers, lawyers, fashion designers, um, directors, uh, singers, other rappers, just everything that goes with the industry. You know what I'm saying? From CEOs who, you know what I'm saying, had their own business in fashion or shoes. I, I remember this one cat, he had his own shoe line at, at 18. I didn't even know that could be possible yeah, to have that at yeah. eight. You know what I'm saying? He was my age. So it's like, you know, he had a company out in Japan at that time. You know what I'm saying? He was just back in L.A. just getting the degree paperwork. Man. So, that you know, it opened, like an experience, yeah, it opened my eyes, but I was just... You know, coming 18 years from the D going straight to Cali, it was just all party for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm away from the crib. I didn't do 18 in the D. So that's all I know. So it was like the 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 adapt to adapt there kind of took me a little minute. You know what I'm saying? Just on with the culture. Yeah. You feel me? Like I'm in school, niggas in school got vans on and you know what I'm saying, the skateboard type pants. I'm roasting them niggas. <laughs> but they the cool cats You yeah, see what yeah. I'm saying Like I'm roasting them niggas Like bro You get them tight ass pants nigga. You feel me Like It was just a whole adaption Like When you When you got money You seem cool You feel me But I ain't gonna lie You know At first With the culture Of the people I was around Niggas with money Was lame to me mm. Like just they whole preference And Cause money um, look a little different yeah, To us here Yeah You see what I'm saying and I'm even the little like it's the little things, man, about just the culture. Like niggas with money ride the bus in LA. Public like niggas, like niggas who work different. at stocks, yeah. stock firms, and talking about they suited and booted on the bus because it's easy transportation. Where here they downgrade you for getting on the bus. Yeah. So I had a homie that his dad owned a Chrysler dealership back in the day. Uh huh. And it was like that same shit. Like I would see him and he have on like boat shoes 
fucking khakis and polo shirts but he would talk about like you know on they go on these exotic vacations they be in france for three weeks all right you know they his dad had a boat and i'm like nigga you look poor as fuck <laughs> but then like he invited me out to his crib one time like hey man we we having a party for my dad i want you to come out and i'm like all right and i'm young like that too i'm 18 19 i'm like all right whatever First of all, it took me 45 minutes to drive out to his house. Yeah, so you going somewhere fancy. Yeah, nigga, I get there. They living off the water. The boat pulls up to the back of the house. Nigga, I ain't never been to a house that had marble on the floor in the entire house. I'm like, this nigga is not like he. I'm thinking in my mind like he just talking shit. Right. And that he poor. I'm like, these niggas rich as fuck. Right. I remember when his dad sold the dealership like maybe a year or two after we had met. Like he and I would, I would still go out to the house and I'd be like, you know, what, what's your dad do now? No, right. he's like, what do you mean? He, he he's retired. Like he <laughs> he does what he wants. And look, the first time I, I uh, somebody took me to Compton. First time my homie took me, took me to Compton. Compton was nice as hell to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like house, house in Compton now. I bring him yeah. up on sale all the time. He's gonna pay about three fifty for the house. Regular ass house. Like we riding down blocks that's nice as hell, and he like nigga, we can't get out. We gotta keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the some shit about LA that I just like that's different from Detroit, right? Like when you in a in the hood, like you one hundred percent know you in a dangerous neighborhood. Yeah. Over there, it's palm trees out where nigga getting shot up. I'm <laughs> you telling you, bro, it looks nice look as hell. Di- yeah. They danger just look different. And that's like, about culture. Like I you, would you like I literally take a girl on a date and cop. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like that shit, I felt comfortable. Yeah, you know, but I know it can get real. Yeah, I know it can. Like you know, the graffiti and all that still out there. It was still there, but I'm telling you, as far as like the houses and everything, them was big cribs, man. Like nice cribs. I mean, Compton used to be an all white area. Them houses been there for a long time, and then you know, definitely wasn't what I was expecting. LA just different Like (laughs) niggas speak a different language out there. Them like I I had a homie that. You know, did almost the same thing. He'd been in Detroit all his life. He went to L.A. for he went to L.A. for film school. Ended up staying out in L.A. Like the shit worked for the nigga. He, right. He ended up working for Viacom. He like a big executive. Because I had a I had a roommate next to my building was the head corporation at EA Sports next to mm. the building I lived in. It was a corporation at EA Sports. My roommate worked there as a gamer, bro. Easiest job. This nigga was making like twenty five an hour to play a game for three hours. Coming home with all kind of free games, pizza, shirts, shoes, just all kind of benefits. You know what I'm saying? And literally wasn't doing nothing but smoking and playing the game all day. Living the life. Living the life, dog. Man, like not twenty five dollars an hour was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Nigga, according to them stats, twenty five dollars <laughs> is still a lot of money. But shit. you know what I'm saying? But think about that. It's like man, it's the equivalent of probably making sixteen hours or some shit to play video games all day. Yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? Like I'm talking about I used to be like, bruh, you know, and the thing about I don't know what it was, but they had like a hookup with Mr. Fields cookies and this nigga used to bring like three boxes of them bitches home every day, man. Man, I love me some cookies. That was that I'm signing me cookies the other day. Motherfucking cookies Like I don't know What was the deal With them and Mr. Fields But that nigga Kept boxes of them On everyday chips And if I go, all kind of New products To test this out To test that out I'm like If I go to the mall And I pass a Miss Fields I 100% Have to get A chocolate chip cookie And some lemonade 
It's nothing wrong with that. There's like, some there's some spots like I just can't. they got the best lemonade. You think? Man, that bitch is. I don't know if it's the the quote unquote best, but that shit fire. I, I think Auntie Anne. I gotta try that. I gotta try it. Auntie Anne's pretzel might be fucking with one of lemonade. Lemonade. It's, it's, it's up there. Yeah, I gotta try it now. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm fucks with it heavy. Um, that's pretty interesting, dog. You know, I went to L. A. But uh, I was what. We not there for the All Star Game, like 2012 or some shit like that, and uh, I ain't really get a chance to like hang out. Hang out could be a good thing. Uh, I feel like L.A. is one of them. I've never been to L.A. I want to go, but I feel like L.A. is one of them places I'm gonna get out there and be like, shit, I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, go back to Detroit. I'm telling you, it was just a party s- every day for me. I want to sit on the beach, watch the sunset, smoke Cali weed. Have some real authentic tacos, you know, shit like that. Yeah, you can do that every day. That, that sounds you can like do it every day. I promise. You. I really just want to smoke Cali weed and just enjoy the beach. And that was the Look thing. At like pretty girls, they, they regular weed. They cause stress at that at that particular mm-hmm. time. This like oh six oh seven. So that um, they regular weed. They cause stress. So when I get there, I'm about to beat. I'm about to beat this one nigga ass. Cause I gave him 20 and he gave me just like a gram. So coming from the D, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga, you owe me. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. you trying? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm new in town. So I'm thinking he's just me? trying to play me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, fuck it. I got to chin check him. You feel me? So we about to go ahead and scrap. The roommate come in. He like, you know what I'm saying? Let me see the weed. You feel me? I show him and he like, yeah, this is dub, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, we do we do a little bit different out here. So when I found a nigga with the stress, which is they regular weed, this nigga want 44 ounce. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So once I got put on the stress, I was perfectly fine. Like, <laughs> nigga, that shit was gaying to me. You know what I'm saying? Coming from this motherfucker, I'm like, oh, man, baby, we, baby, we smoking pounds every week. Baby, pounds on me. We good. 44 right. ounces is a good deal. <laughs> it's a good 44 deal. 44 ounces, bro. I was hollering at that nigga every three days. So I heard the gang exactly came from Af- Afghanistan. I did not know. Did y'all so know what? that? The gang actually came from Afghanistan? <laughs> yeah. That's why they call it the gang. It makes sense. I mean, it does. I, I just never knew that. I remember when I started smoking I thought it came gas. from Canada. I always thought it came from Canada. Apparently, that shit came from Afghanistan and the cocaine that we was over there protecting when we went and got uh, Osama and shit. But yeah, apparently, I'm not a... You know, that's what I've heard somewhere. Look, my nigga, I'm not, I'm not snobbish when it comes to my weed. If that shit get me high, well, no, let me try it. That's not like I'm a bad you, thing, but that I shit felt. is like, I and think niggas, that shit rank. I there. tell a nigga like, yeah, dog, this some stress. Niggas be like, oh no, nah, I'm straight on that shit, cause I'm like, smoke for me, <laughs> nigga, I ain't got to share this. <laughs> like, nigga, I was cool with that shit, dog. Like, nigga, I ain't got to share with niggas, nah, man. Chaz, you got any uh, music or, or anything that you you produced back then? Um, or anything from that era that you ever listened to? or I got an old-ass SoundCloud page. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know how to access it, but I know it's still open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, a, a lot of the music from that time, you know what I'm saying, was on there. Because that's, like, the, that was the thing. Like, it was either, um, it was either, uh... Not Black Planet. MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. It was either MySpace or like Sound. And then after that, SoundCloud came in. So, yeah, back then. And that was the thing. Like, as far as being on my grind and being focused and actually trying to actually get in the game, I wasted my time. 
Cause I ain't know I ain't know how to do You know what I'm saying Like I ain't know No knowledge that All I knew was making music So that's really all I focused on So as far as an artist LA helped me Diverse my sound And my horizons Because also Being in LA It made me More of a student Of their culture Than an actual person That was out there Trying to make it Yeah Like you know what I'm saying When I, when I got to LA That's when I learned More about the E-40s The Mac Dre's The Sugar Freeze the um Devin the Dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I got more in tune, did the whole NWA background more went into that. You know, I just always knew what the world knew. You know what I'm saying? I ain't yeah. know really in tune with the culture. So that abroad my horizons then working with different artists from like, you know, from there, from Philly, from London, from uh Chicago, uh couple DJs from New York, like you know what I'm saying? It was just a whole industry by itself. So, like, when it came to my school, like, I remember my school had this big talent show. You know what I'm saying? And I won it. Mm. You feel me? So, it was like when I won it, everybody wanted to work with me. So, my mind frame then was like, shit, if, I, if I'm if i able to do, like, 10 features, you know what I'm saying, a month, somebody going to hear me eventually. Yeah. Like, the name Chai's eventually going to catch. So, I wasn't really on no, like, solo nothing. I was just working with just everybody I could work with. Like I wasn't turning nothing down. Yeah. And being in a literally a school where that's your job and your class to do it, it was just like that. Like I wasn't. I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't going to class and that shit. I was in the studio. Mm, that's just work. That's you know. Like I just looked at it as free studio. Shit. But I mean, when you don't know, you just don't right. know. You, you don't know. What I'm know. Saying? Like, like I'm paying for it, but. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm in student debt now. <laughs> it wasn't free studio. Right. It That's wasn't probably free the studio. most expensive studio time <laughs> you ever had. And I shared it with 20 people. You know, as much as I, I shared it with 20, we all paid the same amount. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was, it, like I say, it wasn't too much different from this room where it was just different stations, you know, set up and we had two main booths. You know what I'm saying? So you had to, you had to observe, you had to uh, reserve the booths. You know what I'm saying? But every station you could really record at, but only just two people can do it in the main booth. Okay. So it was like, you know, you had to have a name to get in the main booth mm. or to have somebody want to get in the main booth with you or, you know what I'm saying? So it was like once I got to that level, I was comfortable. Like in my mind, I was doing good, even though I wasn't re in reality, I wasn't doing nothing. It should have helped you for where you at now. And it's so crazy because... I I did it. I my whole thing of going to LA was I got recruited by they by one of the uh business administrators because he had seen me do an abstinence show with this uh group called Team Hype, which took me on a tour there when mm -hmm. I was in high school. So that's how LA became an option. Like after he seen me do that show, he just continued to stay in contact with me, help me figure out the paperwork, talk to my mama. She said it was cool. So once I graduated, two weeks later, I was on a plane. Damn. Damn. Uh, so this Hell of a story, man. Yeah, this music shit been in you for a long time. Yeah. You feel me? And I guess that kind of makes sense, man, because um, listening to this project or listening to the projects in general, um, other than the references that I catch and I understand and I know, I don't just hear this and say, oh, this sounds like a Detroit rapper. You know what I mean? Um, especially with this le this latest project, uh, it sounds real soulful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, that 
that's the type of shit I'm kind of on right now. I want to, I want to sit back and listen to some adult contemporary hip hop. Right. Uh, but I had a question or observation and shit. Um, what I noticed about your music specifically, um, I don't know if I learned a project without you speaking about uh, the impact of either your mom, your grandmother, or family. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying, on each project. Right. So clearly that's a that's a, a foundation for you. Yeah. Can you speak about that a little bit? And like, why is that so important to put in all of your music? Because it's me. You know what I'm saying? Like, my whole thing is I'm a genuine artist. So it's like I'm not... I'm not making up an image or a character and having to, you know what I'm saying, carry him out yeah. with my in my music. My music is basic, is literally genuinely whatever I'm going through, my life, my feelings. And one thing that I always say is I've never been ashamed of my foundation. Never been it's never been no shame in my foundation. I come from a family that's heavy in religion mm-hmm. and that actually actually like and no this, no other upbringings, but you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't, they gave me more than the streets. The streets gave me the streets. You know what I'm saying? Just due to my surroundings, my environment, I had to, I had to become a man somehow anyway. Yeah. But as far as I can say from the foundation and the upbringing and my family teaching, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't always that. You know what I'm saying? It was always a sense of stand up and don't be no punk, but put God first. You know what I'm saying? Know that with him, all things is possible. This life is not easy. You know what I'm saying? Along this way, you're going to need help. There's yeah. never going to come a time where you can just do everything by yourself. So you're going to need help. So with that being said, be careful how you treat people on your way up because you might have to meet them on your way back down. Yeah, absolutely. Little things like this was always taught to me at a young age. So growing up, I've always been more mature and humble than most of my peers because just of my way of thinking yeah yeah that's major um like i say, i try to always you know what i'm saying represent that and show that in my music you know i was just listening to club shirley's earlier today and i somebody had asked me like who y'all having on the show this week so i sent them Uh one of my favorite songs off of club shirley to to listen to just to kind of get it familiar and that's one thing that i really enjoy about your music is that i know you from the you know just hearing you talk being around you i know the streets is in you but like you also there's also a whole nother side when i hear you talking about the work you do with your church yeah how you and your mother used to go to like fellowship and, yeah, yeah you know and those things and like you know that's that's so rooted in your upbringing and it's rooted in the music like i know i'm gonna get some Hold on, what's the song? <laughs> I want to, because I want to make sure I reference it properly. All right. So the song that I sent to her, shit, not my iPhone. Okay. So the song that I sent to her was Footsteps from Heaven. Okay. So, you know, you you spitting on it, but then at the very end, you drop that prayer on people too. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the duality in the music that I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I pray every morning. You know what I'm saying? No shame in it. I pray with anybody. You know, I literally, like, people that, you know, come across me. They, I've literally like get random calls and just, you know, what I'm saying somebody asks me to pray for them right quick or whatever little situation that they me doing. Yeah, I take I take that very serious. Like, I don't think that's one thing. I don't think it should never ever be denied. Whether you can, because there's no see a lot of people feel like because the, like they don't pray or they're not like heavy religious that they shouldn't pray because mm. they don't know how to. You gotta have that relationship. 
And it's not even about all that. You know what I'm saying? As long as you have a... It's just the same as having a relationship with a female or a male. You got to learn how to talk and communicate. I think some of that should be shame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like... Whether anybody took you to church, like there's a you have a moral compass, and you know when you're not following your own moral compass, yeah. and when you're ashamed of some of the things that you've done, sometimes you don't want to have that conversation because you're gonna feel seen. And so, it's crazy because all you is you having the conversation with yourself yeah. in your own moment. So it's like if you can't even face yourself when it ain't nobody else around, you know what I'm saying? It's like you really need to sit down and do some thinking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for real. I, I just say for me, I didn't go to church for years. Like me and my ex-wife would go to church every Sunday. We, me, her, we dragged them kids. We there every Sunday. When we got separated and all that, I just fell off. Like, right. I, you know, I ain't with her no more. I ain't got to get up on Sunday to go to church. I lay in the bed, watch the game, you know, shit like right. that. And I maybe about three years ago, I kind of like started going back to church on a regular. And I was so scared. To go back, you know, I, I was making excuses, mm-hmm. you know, Sunday, uh, I, I hung out too late. I'm going to be late for church. Right. You know, I'm not getting up in, enough time and all of that. And like I had a, a really good friend of mine. She was like, look, just, you know, I know you're going through what you're going through, but like, just go. If you right. don't do shit, but sit in the back, <laughs> just go. And, and I felt that conviction. Right. And I remember like my first Sunday that I went back after years of not going to church, dog, I just sat in the back and just cried like a baby <laughs> for like the two <laughs> hours of service. And like literally for probably like the first month, like every time I went to church, just the, the power, the love, the, yeah. the feeling of being in the building yeah, like, just broke me. I just think as humans, man, we go through we go through so much other other stuff, man, throughout Monday through Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, you know, it's like I need a place to release and just be at peace, yeah. you know. Which is, you know, in certain sense, my home. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? It's sort of, it's sort of like, you know, church is sort of like a hospital in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Spiritually and soulfully, you know what I'm saying? I have faults and sickness that, you know what I'm saying? I want to work on and get better. So personally, one on one, you know what I'm saying? I go, you know, my whole thing is church for me is fellowship, um, giving and serving. You know what I'm saying? That's my purpose. You know what I'm saying? For church. All that other stuff, I ain't, you know, I could really care less about. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'm there to get a message. I'm there to fellowship and serve with my talents and gifts. Man, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Everything else ain't got nothing to do with me. You know, for me, I, I grew up in church my whole life. I, I've talked about it on the show, my grandfather being a pastor. And, you know, I can't nobody... T- you can't tell me what God has done for you, but I know what he's right. done for me in my right. life. I, I've seen things. I've gone through things where I know God was real. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've talked about on the podcast, like, nigga, I almost died, like, yeah. inches away from death. And I remember, like, being in the hospital and, like, praying, like, please. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to see my babies. I want to. I want to just to live and I know God pulled me through those things. So like I understand that duality and like when you listen to certain things, you know, certain music just moves you certain certain situations when, you know, the 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 sample that you use on that song in particular, like, you know, I, I know them gospel roots. I, I know yeah. where that song comes from. Yeah. And, you know, th- those are the things that like for me, like get you through sometimes. I never forget, like, 
being in the hospital, you know, being sick as fuck. I remember I had a nurse in particular and I always feel like, man, this had to be like an angel, you know, two times in the hospital. I say in particular, one time I was in the hospital, I had a roommate, older black man, and he was like a deacon in his church. And every night that old black man be like, you know, Mr. Bradley, would you mind turning your TV off? I just want to have a word of prayer with you. We pray. Every single night he got out the hospital a little bit earlier than me, but he was like, I'm gonna keep in touch with you. I'm gonna make sure you prayed up and, you know, get you through this situation. And I had another time I was in the hospital and I never forget this night. I was in so much pain. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't even sleep. I stayed up literally all night in pain. And I remember like the nurse came in because like the doctor wasn't picking up. So they couldn't give me no medicine. I'm like literally damn near screaming in pain she came in she held my hand she prayed for me i don't know what else i don't remember nothing else to waking up the next day right you know what i'm saying i understand like that power of prayer and something and like having that root in your religion in your faith that is real to me mm. yeah and i believe i believe in i believe in energy you know what i'm saying like what you what you give out is what you get back you know what i'm saying it's like i can recall i can recall being little and you know, my uncle has always been my pastor, so my uncle raised me, you know what I'm saying, basically. So, like, I can re- recall being 10 years old, having to go visit the sick in the in the shedding, and, you know, in the hospital, making, like, four, four visits, you know what I'm saying, within three hours. And I remember this one time, we specifically went to this one lady, and we was praying for one of his former members, and they had a roommate in there. And you know what I'm saying? We end up praying for the roommate as well. The roommate family was there at the time. So I remember like a couple of weeks later, I had started this summer program out in Hamtramck. And one of the roommates, like relatives that was there recognized me from the, from being there at the uh, thing. And I had sung and you know what I'm saying? My uncle prayed and everything like that. And so when the lunchtime came, they actually uh, let everybody get like their little lunch sandwiches and everything. Took a few of us though to McDonald's just off that strength. Mm, that's they what's up. The McDonald's with the staff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, just just little favor, favor like that. Favor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like just little favor like that. Like witnessing that and experiencing that at a young age has always carried out with me. Like little things like that, I've always kept in the back of my head. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it was because I experienced it at that age, young. Charles, let me ask you, um, your family are aware of music that you make and stuff, right? Yeah. How do they feel about music? Have they ever told you, like, man, I'm proud of you? Or how, do, how does the, how does the family react? Uh, I mean, I ain't going to lie, though. I ain't going to lie, man. My, you know, starting off young, I never, like, I already knew I was going to be looked at as the black cat, the black seed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it just wasn't gospel, you know? But I I found comfort in hip hop because hip hop allowed me to release where I could have been releasing in another way. So in my heart, I didn't feel like I was actually promoting wrong or being wrong in my freedom of expression. So it wasn't like I felt shame or anything, but I already kind of like came into a music expecting not too much support yeah. from, from the fam. But I think as time has progressed, you know what I'm saying? With just the, the progress I've made over the years, I think not not really they have become fans of my music, but I think that the respect of what I do has definitely grown in a sense. You know what I'm saying? How does that make you feel? I'm good. 
I feel blessed, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, whether they give it to me or not, I love my family the same 100%. And, you know, like all my family is all I got. So it's like they cannot benefit, you know what I'm saying? Because that's all like I'm not about to switch up and go recruit 30 niggas in the street just because I feel like my family never supported me. Like they still going to benefit, you know what I'm saying? But that's just, you know, I don't hold it against them because I don't think it comes from that type of place. It's just... You know, just like how back in the day when when Sam Cooke decided to sing regular R&B and he mm-hmm. came from the gospel world, a lot of people turned on him, but he felt that, you know, he was going like, God want me to be prosperous with this. You know, I can make more money doing this. You know, whatever his reasons was, you know, it wasn't like he really just did it with bad. He didn't turn his back on yeah, the church. Yeah, you feel me? But they turned it on him due to wanting to be so saint religious. And, yeah. you know, and that's one thing. You know, I don't want to get too too churchy, but like that's that's one thing I've always found a church guilty of. Yeah. It's like you know, you stop doing what they want you to do, or stop fitting in the box they want you to right. fit in. Because some people are old school rooted, because that's yeah. that's what that that's where that come from. You and know people what I'm are quick to you know I've you know I had a situation where like my home church, the church I grew up in. You know, I I've taught I I think I might have lightly touched on this before, like. When my son, when my oldest son was born, you know, clearly it's a proud moment for me. This is my son. This is my baby. And I'm going to this church. This has been my church since I've been 11, 12 years old. I've been a member here my whole life. And I asked my pastor at the time, would he christen or, you know, bless the baby? And he was like, you're not married. So we can do one of two things. He's like, yo, his mother can stand up here. With them, and you can stand in the crowd, but you can't be at the altar, or we can do it in my office. And I just felt so slighted. I'm like, dog, I've been here my whole life. Like, I was doing the children's message every third Sunday. He's like, you want to listen to that message? (laughs) (laughs) I was doing the children's message every third Sunday. This shit shouldn't be new to you, man. (laughs) You know how this goes. I was was recording services on on my weeks. I felt like, yo, like... You can't bless my baby. I've been here longer. I've been a member here longer than you've been a pastor. And you know I felt so, at that moment the church had kind of like turned their back on me a little bit. I can understand how you how how why you would feel that way. You know what I'm saying? I got two feelings. One, I'm feeling exactly the same way that you feeling at the time. And the other feeling is like I'm kind of glad they didn't do it. Not because I don't think they should have, but like like if you got particular principles, stand on your principles and don't change your principles because somebody else's feelings is hurt. Amen. I've seen people and in institutions and churches like do the exact opposite of what their principles are because of how people feel. And like the world will change, but God gonna be the same. You feel me? Like the world like whatever whatever the thing is, as long as it's rooted in the faith and it's not Something different. So a couple months after that, they found out the pastor was fucking somebody in the choir, and that somebody in the choir was married to a police officer. Some of his homies flicked him, and they beat his ass. So That's really unfortunate. So you know the Lord circled the block for him in that well, case. That's what did I just tell you? The energy yeah. you put out, yeah, you get back. Beat his ass in front of the church, but in front of the flock, I still gotta unite in front. You feel yeah, me? It's still United Front. Beat his ass. It's like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not too much that you can do in the dark that life just won't eventually expose if you keep at it. Man. Like life is just gonna eventually expose it, bro. The test of time. Even if you stop time. it 
And somehow life got a way of exposing it a year later. Still, you know, well, like my, my dad would always say that same shit. Like, yeah. hey, like, D, I know you out in the streets fucking around. <laughs> like, I I would all clearly I've always had my hands in like some dumb shit. Right. Like, that's that's just what I've been about <laughs> my whole life. I always I've been a troublemaker <laughs> a long time. I always had my hands in some dumb shit. My dad would be like, look, man, I don't know exactly what you're doing, but it's going to bubble up to me and your mama eventually. <laughs> and like literally everything I thought that I was hiding from them, uh, like it, it came out. I was just talking about it this week. I had to go back to court <laughs> earlier this week. And like when I, I and I talked about it on Twitter, I started this year with like 14 open cases and shit. I just been avoiding running from not dealing with like because I'm like, if I don't get pulled over, I ain't, you know, the police don't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these bitches really don't exist. <laughs> but I want I was trying to I was trying to do something. And I was like, man, like you, you a fucking adult, dog. Like, I think it was like when I was trying to help my son get his license, I couldn't sign for the permit because, nigga, I don't have a license. <laughs> right. And I didn't have a license because of outstanding warrants and a whole bunch of other shit that I had going on. And I said, I can't let my son be out here in these streets and be legal and like. I'm not even I'm not even able to set an example for he all excited about getting his permit and shit. I literally cannot sign off on a nigga permit because I didn't have a valid license. Like and he I could see the dejection in his face. And I was like, look, man, I said to myself, when I turn 40, <laughs> I said, I need to get I need to be a fucking civilian right. and just get my shit together. I started the year with 14. I'm down to like four more cases. I just got to deal with and shit be over. First quarter next year, nigga going to be a regular yeah. fucking civilian. Hey, and I'm like, it to, 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 to me, that's like a huge what you, thing. What your, what your, what your, your friends and your yeah. family uh, think about you matter. You feel me? When I, the reason I asked that question and shit, because you don't even realize how how important it is to have your family support on some shit that you may not even think is important. They were like, Oh, I'm actually proud of you. Yeah. That you're doing this particular thing. You're like, I don't know. I don't look yeah. at it. Like, since both my parents have passed, like, I don't necessarily. But I made. Well, family I made, is like, I know you say you don't have like a whole bunch of family, but that includes aunts, uncles, cousins. You know what I'm saying? Like, when your family supports you on whatever it is, it, it, it just be like, oh, man, thank you. I wasn't begging I, for it. I wasn't trying to, to, to gain approval. But if if you are passionate about a thing, and then people that you love and the opinions that, like I said in a couple of weeks ago, like, I don't give a fuck what nobody think about me in real life, like on the internets and shit like that. I'll say some wild shit, boom, boom, boom. But I do care what people who actually know me think about me. Right. Like them the ones who be like, I think you went too far. A stranger on the internet telling me I went too far, shut the fuck up. You don't know me. Right. But somebody who know me my whole life and know my heart and everything like that, if you tell me I probably need to chill out. I'm going to listen. I could tell you shut the fuck up too, but right. I'm going to listen because I really do care about a certain you know, group of people, how they feel. You know, for me, I guess it was more so like setting a different example for my kids. You know, I love my baby so much, but I, I'll be honest, like as a father in some areas, I just haven't been the best. Like they've seen their daddy in some crazy ass situations. Right. They've seen me like assault people. They've seen me <laughs> with my gun. Like they've seen shit that kids probably shouldn't see. And I, and I didn't want them all like, 
I, I always tell this joke. Like I heard my daughter, I heard my oldest girl a couple years ago talking to her friend and she referred to me as her hood rat daddy. And like that's, I know she was joking, talking to her homegirl, but like that shit kind of hurt my feelings. Cause like that's all she used to is seeing her daddy on some crazy shit, seeing me on some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't see me throwing trash cans at niggas and just right. being, just being wild as fuck. And I'm like, man, I don't want, I don't. And then like, now that they're older and they meet people I grew up with, people that have known me for years, everybody, like, I, my daughter stopped me one day. She's like, is all that stuff that people be saying about you, is it true? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. But, like, that's not a reputation that I, I want to be proud of. Yeah. Like, I don't want, God forbid, I drop dead tomorrow. I don't want her last thoughts being my crazy-ass daddy. I, I want her to understand like the way I love you is how I want people to view me. I don't always right. want niggas to talk about wild ass Damon and what the fuck he did. Like, I don't want that just to be my legacy. And that was, I guess the, but the that's what I'm saying. Like when, when it come time, like with, if niggas sitting around and reminiscing you, they going to use those stories as describing your cool moments. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that they, not saying that they gonna think that them what you want to be your cool moments, but that's just how the world, you know what I'm saying, operates. Like, I mean, that one time a nigga sprayed them. Yeah, full of you mace. feel me? Like that's what that's what that's what's gonna make everybody laugh in the room. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Instead of just talking about something that's actually, because what it is, I also want niggas it, to say it, like I love my well, wife look, and my kids. Yeah, well, look, but what did it and be I was like there for my family? It'd be like, yo, he sprayed the case. Your, your daughter be like, da 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 da. And it'd be a long pause, but every time I needed him, he came through. Yeah, that's that's you know what, what I want. To and that's gonna, gonna be the be quiet both. moment when that you know should be saying? the standing ovation. Everybody gonna be laughing and joking. And then you gonna say that, and then that's when niggas going oh shit. Mm -hmm. When that should be the standing ovation. That should be the key right there. But I just said I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be that no more. Like I, I had to get my. I got to get my life in order eventually. That's a daily. Like work. my <laughs> whole thing. Like my whole thing. My family. My family don't know. My family don't know rap. You see what I'm saying? They know the perception yeah, of rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they they know you. Yeah. But like like that's what I'm saying. Like they don't know rap. They don't know common. They don't know the effect that artists like Most Def and Talib Kweli has had on the world with this thing called hip hop. Yeah. They don't they don't know you know the effects of Kendrick. They just know what the world has shown which right. is Biggie. Yeah. Pop, 50 Cent. You know what I'm saying? All uh, rappers is dying, and we the number one target. You know what I'm saying? So it's of course, as a as a when you dealing with the old school Southern folks, you know what I'm saying? And the type of love, the type of love I that they know, have. Child, you gotta be careful. Out yeah, there. <laughs> you gotta be careful for real. You do. Uh -huh. I I don't deny that at all. Yeah. But it's like I can't. I don't hold it against my family because I just know like they don't know rap. They just know the perception. You know what I'm saying? But like on my last, my most recent album, you know what I'm saying? My mother is on, my mother is on the intro. You know what I'm saying? Like my mama ain't never recorded. They never had no interest of doing music or anything. So to have her in my world, that was a big thing for me. Yeah. And I wanted to do that just to show her like it's not all what you think. Like I can, I'm actually making thoughtful, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not exactly what you think that I am with this. You know, like I'm really different out here. You know, that that's I, I never forget, like my mother when I was I got my sister on a record singing. That's big. You know, like I like 
All family. When I was first, like, really, like, getting into rap, like, back in high school, like, it was the same thing. Like, my mom thought, like, nigga, just, just doing some shit. Yeah. Like, she didn't, I don't think she understood that, like, I was really into that shit. And I never, and I had this big, big ass show where, like, <laughs> she had to come because, like, in order for, like, if we won, they was going to give us a check. All right. And, you know, nigga, I'm 16, 17. I ain't got no fucking checking account. I'm cashing my work checks at the gas station and shit. Because, right. I mean, at the liquor store and shit, just being a young, <laughs> hard-head-ass nigga. And I told her before I left, I said, I need you to be there because we going to win. You understand? Now, I didn't. I knew the field. I knew the competition that was there. And it was like some niggas that could really go. But I was like... We gonna win, and I need you to for us to put this check in your name right. when we win, and like sure as shit, like we won, and she had never seen me rap to like that day, and she was like, I just thought you was just making noise in your room, like right. you actually like was decent at the, like we won, right. we right. won, so and you know I ain't got no checking account, so I need you to <laughs> put the motherfucking check in your name so me and my homie can cash this bitch, but I mean you know the. Like you said, when you get sometimes that even if you don't ask for it, when you get that support of people that love you, it make a, it make a huge difference. When I was talking about when we went to the my family reunion uh, in the past summer and we got a banquet ceremony and they gave me an award. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I had no idea. You know what I'm saying? So it was like for technology and innovation and talk about this and I'm like. You know, it's an emotion. I'm like, hey, uh, <laughs> now I'm on the spot. I'm, I'm announcing somebody winning something, and then right. they're like, eh, eh, eh. you know what I'm saying? So all that, all that, all that stuff matters, man. And it's, um, I think it's dope when you can share stuff with your family. Shit, my, my I had my pops on my on the pod. You know right. what I'm saying, man? One of my favorite episode of this last year was Brother having your dad. Netta been on the pod. Gary been on the pod. Like my family, the people who I love and, and, yeah. and respect the most. Like I done had them. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Like, I've included my family in my whole journey. Yeah. Since the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got videos with pops in there. You know what I'm saying? I got videos with my moms. I got videos with my cousins. And now that's got, family history, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got I got a video, um, Feel Good Music, which is the second video I did. My actual, like, second video of, like, all time where it was a family barbecue. So a lot of the kids that's babies... In that video are like 17, 18 now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's cool. That's something yeah. that you can chronicle with the family for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Like, speaking of videos, man, I love this fucking video, though. That shit is fire, though. What, the latest one? Where yeah. I want to be? Yeah. That shit is dope hey, as fuck, it's, dog. It's, I've been getting nothing but strong feedback. You know, I even got a couple. It's so, it, it impacts so well. I even got a couple like mechanic calls. Like people think I actually fix work on cars. <laughs> you know, people, people think we got a barbershop. Like literally, people think we got a barbershop. Hey, y'all both got ball hair. <laughs> I be like, yo, nigga, I can barely, I can barely cut my own hair. I would low key was go oh, put a, a, a barber chair in this other room and shit, and literally just have have a barber. You know, yeah, it would be dope. If y'all set up like a barbershop here. You know what I'm saying? I got a barber free room. Chair. You know, you can pay some. You know, yeah. But yeah, like I even got a couple mechanic. Like I ain't know you work on cars, man. I was, I need to get this uh, old school look at, man. I'm like, look, I was acting, man. I was just playing that off, man. Yeah, but yeah, I'm like that. You was at work, sleeping, lunching on work and shit. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got cars out here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually my real supervisor. Man, that, that's, that's what's up. up. That's actually my real supervisor. You know what I'm saying on my other job. 
So man. it was cool to have him. Like, oh no, you working nine to five? Yeah. Oh man, man. you ain't you ain't balling. I'm a hardworking man. I told you, it's genuine over here, dog. Ain't no shame. My foundation, nigga. We all got nine it's to five. Genuine fives, over huh? here, man. You nigga, my, my boss job. was stressing the fuck out hey, of me look, today. It ain't no secret. They already know I ain't doing a million yet. So you know what I'm saying. It don't need to come off like that. Might as well, like I say, keep it genuine, man. Keep it, keep it one. What you do? That what, you I, what I say? I, I keep it real in my rhymes. I ain't got a. I ain't got a flex. What you about to ask me? I said, what you do this week that thought you was getting fired? Oh, I'm still, I'm still on the. This like, nigga said he put tweet like, "Yo, say a prayer, me. I'm fairly sure I'm getting fired in an hour or some shit." <laughs> I be. You, you must know, have went to the point of no return. Did, I didn't see that first. Then I went. I, I read the reply. He like, false alarm. The meeting wasn't about me. <laughs> like, so, so I did. I I did some shit at work where I didn't respond to somebody that's kind of high up. They asked me to look into something. I completely forgot about it. Didn't yeah. even respond to the email. My boss follow up with me like. Yo, what the fuck happened with this? And I just like, you know, I fucked up. I forgot. And then she scheduled a meeting for 9 a.m. the next day. Mm. I'm like, beginning of the day, meeting. Yeah. I know how this shit going down. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, and I'd already sold my work laptop. I was like, if I get fired, I don't return equipment to no job. You gave me the laptop. Well, it's mine. You see, you see, he went to defensive mode, right? Because right. yeah. he know that's some bullshit. Right. So he went right. to defend it. Like, it I don't know. Your, that. Yeah, no one even said nothing no yet. It's he mine. He know it's it ain't bullshit. Ain't no more. So I already had a buyer for the laptop. Like the bitch was gone. If I got <laughs> fired, the bitch was gone. Because I gotta, I gotta figure shit out. You know what I'm saying? I still got bills to pay. And if I ain't got no more check coming in, well, I gotta sell this bitch. You still got one more check. <laughs> He won't get that because they now they gonna take the right. equipment out of. They gonna take the equipment out. I, I know, I know how our job works. So I already had, I already had a plan how I was gonna get my last check and still sell that computer. Then niggas gonna be uh, garnishing your shit. <laughs> Look, this nigga just punched a hole in the wall at my job. His whole argument was he don't get enough hours. <laughs> so I'm like, bruh you ain't about to get enough money in this next <laughs> check because you know that that's coming out. That's coming out of your next check, cuz. So it's like, what did you just prove with that? But I told them, I told him when he fir- on his first day, cause this nigga came, this nigga came to work with, bro, not one, but two velvet do rags on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Velvet. One was purple. Flap hanging? Yeah. Flap oh. hanging. <laughs> uh, one was purple and the other one was fuchsia. And, Underneath both of the velvet do rags, he had on a regular do rag. No, no. So I still, I still haven't seen his waves, but <laughs> <laughs> I still, I swear to God, dog, he got them bitches in the oven cooking. I, have, I still have yet to see the waves to 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 see how wonderful and he just, might be a waver for real. Yeah, like I believe, like it's some oceans for real up under that shit. I be but you, but you knew that nigga was trouble based off of that shit alone. Based off of that, like you remember, you remember Unk from Three Strikes. Yeah, you remember that vil- velvet do, purple boy. That's what he had. Velvet though, like the smooth velvet. So listen, I be seeing the niggas on the. I, I follow a couple barbers on YouTube, and I be following these waivers and shit. So they'll have they shit. They won't get their haircut for like three months. Whoa, they have it. Yeah, that's what they do, and they'll take my that son does off, that shit, and it'll look down. Then they'll they'll like lift it up, and it'd be like a whole fucking afro in there. And then when they get their shit cut, like. The shit look amazing, but as soon as they do that, they put the, the fucking do rag back on and never to be seen again. I'm like, yeah. why do all this shit for waves that you're never going to show off, bro? This nigga for the wears, waves. This nigga wears three 
do rags. Two of them is velvet and the other is regular to stand over a stove. Mm. Like, bro, that nigga head is cooking. So I'm like. <laughs> Them waves is baking yeah, every like single day. The, the type of craziness that might be in him. I'm like, you got to be, you got to be aware. Yeah. You got to so, be prepared. Cause, and then look, he had on a, um, I'm trying to, who, who wore earrings? Like, like, you remember the boss? He got two pair of them. That's one of each ear? Each ear. Nah. Nah. He that nigga can't be trusted. Lafayette. <laughs> <He> might, <laughs> might as well Lafayette fire that nigga. From, uh, <laughs> I'm like, dog. Let that man live. So whatever happened that night. So look, I'm not off the chopping block because my boss did send me an email about some performance concerns. I work in a union environment. So like them niggas are complaining to the union about a motherfucker in a second. Now I done did some shit and it's probably like snowballed into something bigger. So I know she's going to have a talk with me when we come back from break. So I'm, I got to smooth my shit out. I just got to be better at work. So I'm not out, <laughs> yeah. I'm not out the woods yet. So if anybody out there and, this is good with the Lord. Say a prayer for your boy. Cause got I'm you. trying to stay my keep my job. Yeah, we um, got yeah. you, man. We definitely you know, need that. You know, it's already done. You covered. You know, Chaz, I didn't want to put you on the spot, but like you was talking about praying for people. Huh? You know, man, we got a huge audience. It's the end of the year. You know, before we get into our music pick, the Benny, all of that. Huh? Would you bless us with one, good sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Dear eternal gracious heavenly father is just once again, Lord, that we come to you right now, Father God, first of all, just giving you glory, honor and praise. We praise you, heavenly father, for who you are. We praise you for what you've done and everything that you shall continue to do and everything that you're doing right now. Father God, we thank you for our lives. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way, keeping us in our right minds. Father God, there's. Some people, Lord, who woke up that couldn't stand on their own two feet, Father God, couldn't put on their own clothes, Lord, but you allowed us to have the activity and 100% of our limbs and the strength, Father God, that you blessed us to have with to be able to put on our clothes and feed ourselves right now. So for that, Father God, we just come, Lord, just telling you thank you. I thank you, Lord, for allowing us, Lord, to make it from the beginning of the year to this end of the year, Father God. Through it all, Lord, there's been some ups and downs. Through it all, there's been good times. There's been bad times. But one thing for sure, Father God, you've been with us each and every step of the way. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your joy. We thank you for your protection. We thank you, Father God, for being a provider, Father God. For some people, you've been a doctor in a sick room. For some people, you've been a lawyer in a courtroom. Lord, you can do what medication can't do. You can do what psychic readers can't do, Father God. So, Lord, once again, we just want to give you glory, honor, and praise and just tell you thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We ask right now, Lord, that you continue, Lord, to bless, to bless these here brothers right now, Father God. We thank you for that platform. We thank you, Father God, for the experiences and the opportunities and the doors that they open for artists such as me and, and, and those that are in the city and just what they bring to the culture right now, Father God. I pray that you increase 
I pray that you increase right now, Father God, their, their, their presence right now. I pray right now, Lord, that you increase this platform, that you pour into it like no other right now, Father God. Touch our homes right now. Touch our families right now, Father God. Anybody, Lord, that is sick and shut in right now, Lord, we pray that you heal their bodies and deliver them right now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. Lord, there are some people out there that have loved ones behind prison walls right now, Lord, and we shall not forget them, for we pray that you remember them on today right now keep them in your hands and keep them in your care we just ask right now father god that you will continue lord to forgive us of our sins for we confess that we are sinners lord we've done things that we weren't supposed to do said things we weren't supposed to say went places that we weren't supposed to go but in the midst lord of our faults and our failures we pray for your forgiveness we pray for your mercy we pray for your grace we pray for your favor may you continue lord to crown our heads with more wisdom and knowledge for father god if we know better we would do better Keep us in your hands. Keep us in your care, for we shall forever continue to give your name, the glory, the honor, and the praise. And all these things we humbly ask in the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. And thank God. Amen. That's how we going. That's how we ended the year, man. man. That's how we ended the year man. and going into a new year. I appreciate you so man, much, man. brother. So, man. so Chaz, I know you're always working on music. You know, you reference the mute. You reference the video. What's the, what's the song we can? Leave people with to get more familiar with you, your catalog, what you got going on right now. Oh man, you take your pick. As far as uh, off of the new project, um, Mason May, Janice Baby Boy, Volume One, um, Archer Lee is 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 one of the top favorites, fan okay. favorites off that right now. All right, well that's gonna be our you know music pick to end the year. Archer Lee from, from my man Chaz. With the quiet storm sample. You feel me? You know I'm representing all day. So soulful, baby. Feel this from the heart. Love it, yeah, man. Love did, it. did I hear you say a deacon? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm official, I'm official now. Man. New Mount Olive, yep, okay, yep. Hmm. That's what's up, man. <laughs> man, this was a. I really enjoyed this episode. Absolutely, hey, I always enjoy being here, man. Man, some some just told me like just ask him to pray, and I'm glad that you obliged, man. I I, I truly appreciate. I that. say I don't I don't never decline that, man. Never. You got a whose man's is this? Um, I do got a whose man's is this. Um, not in the same vein, but whose man's is this goes to comedian Mancho. 
That's my man. Yo, shout Yo, out to, shout out to Uh His birthday Homecoming. Was, birthday was on Christmas and uh, the the Homecoming comedy special that I uh, was given the opportunity to shoot and produce uh, what, two days after Thanksgiving. Uh, got everything edited over and sent over to him. He dropped it on Christmas on ComedianMancho.com. Um, you can rent and or purchase it. Um, it's funny as hell. Um, I put on a lot of work, uh, camera work, audio work, the whole nine yards. I think uh, if you fuck with us, you fuck with Monch, uh go ahead and watch it, man. I'm going to drop the link to it um, in the show notes, and uh, I want y'all to see it. He put my name in a joke, so I'm better than y'all. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I enjoyed it, man. So, yeah. All right, man. Oh, yeah, I do want to give, before we get to the benediction, I do want to give one shout out to a good friend of mine, Motor City Peach, my homie Chris Jones, got married today. Oh, what? Yeah, so congratulations to you and your new husband, your union. I hope God blesses it. And, uh, you know, man, it's it's just a beautiful thing to find love, find your person. Yeah, and shout out to Ant, got engaged. Yo, shout out to Ant. Ant, I know you're not broke. I seen that (laughs) ring. I heard the story. You bought three rings this year. I don't never want to hear no broke talk from Trinidad Anthony. Yeah, shout out to Trinidad Ant, one half of this week in culture with me. It's Um, our guy. Congrats. Love you, brother, man. And I love your union. You you got a beautiful fiance, man. Y'all hurry up and get married. Let's have a dog-ass bachelor party. And uh, yeah, that's it. So, Chaz, at the end of the show, you know, it's the Benny. We always want to give our guests the opportunity to tell people where they can find them, where they can find your music, your social. So the floor is yours first, good sir. All right. Now, you can follow me on social media at 3269CHISE. You know what I'm saying? That's on Instagram. Once again, 3269CHISE. You can also check out my official website, which is dboysound.com. You know what I'm saying? All lowercase, dboysound.com. It's my official website All my projects is on there From my latest one uh, Mason May Janice Baby Boy Volume 1 To Club Shirley's To Fuck a Demo Tape Shout out to Dollar P-Dot Sinatra You know what I'm saying The whole trilogy Of Coney Islands Is on there Um, Yeah you know what I'm saying So once again man Check out the website Dboysound.com And they can purchase Your music directly From the site Yep Purchase purchase the art From the artist You can purchase Directly from the site and you know what I'm saying It's also available On every other uh, Streaming platform That's out there So we everywhere You know what I'm saying we'll Put the uh, money up Yeah shout out Shout out to the homie B You know what I'm saying B Scarf Real name No gimmicks You know what I'm saying Couldn't be here tonight He on this ground Working as usual Shout out to the whole squad You know what I'm saying P. Sinatra Dollar You feel me Tay Ashes everywhere What up though Boogie You know what I'm saying uh, Varsity Music Groups Mason May, man, we in the building. That's what's up. It's your man Dame, three underscores, three one three on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Look, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast. I didn't make any New Year's resolutions, but look, I'm just looking to get more money, more love, you know, make our platform bigger. I'm going to act in a movie next year. I'm going to do some modeling. I'm dropping my project before the summer, dropping the fucking documentary. You're going to get more Dame. If you didn't like me, you're going to hate me now. I'm actually going to be in a gospel movie next year, too. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? I figure I'd go to different. Everybody doing the hood shit right now. I figure I'd go to different lanes. I like that. Uh, yo, man, it's been a hell of a year, man. Uh, 12 months. This was a really tough week for me 12 months ago. 
I remember. You know what I'm saying? And uh, life goes on, and life is life is good. You know what I'm saying? No matter how bad things get, like. Give it some time. You was going through it and people had no clue. You didn't even tell me till it was afterwards. And yeah. I, we see each other talk a lot. Yeah. And, you, and I knew something was wrong with you. I was asking you on Fridays. You kept that shit to yourself. But man, I'm, I'm glad to see you bounce back, bro. Yeah. Never, you never know what people be going through. You know never. what I'm saying? But never. I try to give people grace because you really never know what people are going through. And I appreciate y'all for checking in uh, for another year. We've been doing this since 2016, man. We about to go into 2023. Can you fucking believe that, dog? Yeah, man. Crazy. That shit crazy. Man. Hey, man, I couldn't pick. I, I couldn't have found a better partner to I'm do this it. shit with, man. I love you. Bro. I love you too, my brother. Appreciate uh, y'all having me for 349, man. Man, big deal. We fuck with you. So child, we'll start bro. the year off at 350. Yeah, we gonna start the, the year off at 350. I fuck with you, Chaz. I like this episode, man, because like. I like when we have episodes where we can just talk yeah. and, and chop it. We get to the music. And we That's get what to the, the music, shop is for. Yeah. You feel me? I like the conversations that we have, man. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but, 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 but. Yo, shout out to Killian Hayes for holding down the nah. bad boys. They're giving that nigga that rabbit punch <laughs> to the back, of the, head. Through the back of the head. You know like, they miss you with that light skin Sometimes shit. You, you know what I'm saying? You gotta do. I thought for sure the NBA was going <laughs> to ice the season. Look, but you my know, man, eyes closed as soon as he hit him. Like, yeah. he just went, oh. Hey, man. look, everybody not playing with you. Everybody not playing. Hey, we don't play that we pussy from shit. We from Detroit. We don't fuck around. Yeah, we don't play that pussy shit, nigga. Give me my layup. <laughs> I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast. My but nigga only ended up with five points. He wanted that seven. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? My nigga yeah, only ended up with five points, man. <laughs> we are Jay Day. Hell yeah. Jeez.